0: all right i'm recording
1: welcome to the alien pro podcast on june 25th 1950 the north korean army swept down across the 38th parallel and the korean war was on the ufo was no longer a news item but the lady or gentleman who first said out of sight is out of mind has never reckoned with the ufo Today we're still studying the report on unidentified flying objects by Robert J. Ruppelt. Joined again today, Dr. Bill. Bill, what's up?
0: Hey, what's how you new? doing?
1: Living the dream, brother. Nothing Always. But... What's that? Living, oh, yeah. the Living, the Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Things seem uh, to be nothing working. Nothing new. Hoping to get the echo out of uh, you know Good our recording. Uh, our recording. I know we had uh, we had an Apple comment. From a person that said he likes the series but unhappy with our sound. So we're working on that. So, can we're, work in progress.
0: We're, People, climb. we're, cli- we're climbing, <laughs> climbing the technology as tree we,
1: as we crawl through the report of unidentified flying officers. And really, what we're trying to do is, again, for those that haven't listened to the prior episodes, we're trying to tie together the past and the present of UFO. Uh, sightings and um, experiences of the military in looking into these incidents, and today, well,
0: go ahead, yeah. sir. Go ahead. And, and the history and yeah, uh, because and it's the as same. we mentioned before, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. We're seeing a repeat of all the stuff that was happening in the ni- early 1950s, like 1947 to 52, and we're seeing that now with the um, report to congress and of uh, all the press and stuff so so the congress got um, their
1: report which wasn't the report the 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 report we got which said nothing uh, but congress got a report that had top secret
0: yeah, information we, that the, we may never we know we got the 9 page report but they I'm hoping your sound's cutting out sir well they have 143 sightings and uh, I, I was hoping that they would give information on the sightings, but they just mentioned the numbers.
1: Well, they're going to mention the fact that they and saw them and it was on radar, and we can't track them, and we don't have the technology, and we know nothing. And now it's 1951 again.
0: And and they're going to use they're going to use this uh, this technology called computers. Oh, they to have those try and sort it out using AI and computers. Yeah, which is funny because. Uh, um, This is exactly what uh, J. Allen Hynek had said in the 1960s that when he thought that the government was going to take UFO sightings seriously. uh, He was saying that they should use computers to correlate the information. This is 1966. And now it's, uh, what year is it, 2021, uh, which is 55 years later. And they're saying the same thing. They said, we're going to use computers to... uh, and AI computers with AI to correlate the, um, correlate the information on UFOs or UAPs.
1: Well, we're going to go into this a little bit with the Pentagon rumbles episode, but I mean, we had tech, I mean, the computers in 1966 compared to the computers today. Um, you know, your cell phone has much better, uh, power, computing power than the computers we had in 66. So, uh, 2021. Um, it yeah, seems like, like times. so you know we're okay. They can okay. White Sands, and again, this is part of this episode. Um, they were able to track this thing on, and they saw it on radar, right? Why today? You know, I know you probably yeah. don't have your. I know your expertise isn't. I mean, you've been studying this, but I mean, what? Why can't we track these to with today's tech? You know, even though they're going. 1500 to 2000 miles an hour. I mean, jet aircraft um in afterburners, you know, what are they 1,500, 1800 miles an hour? Uh, I'm not sure what it's but up the there. the
0: UAPs the UAPs that they're seeing in the Atlantic and the Pacific, they're saying that they can tra- they're tracking those on radar. So they're seeing there's the, and the, you know, with all the well, that was in the report too. They were saying um, they basically the report said that the sensor technology isn't good enough and it's not designed to track i mentioned this before it's not designed to track things outside of their design parameters which they're right. designed to track yes airplanes and missiles and things like that so but they do have data they've collected data but they're also it's the same story from the 50s yeah, they, they say can. that we need more we need more data we need better data and it's like we need more instruments and and um they need more bigger computers we need cameras. to know what it's
1: we need to know what it's made out of we need to know you know what you know what its propulsion is so we know what we're locking on to you know, i don't know it's um weird i, I just think it's weird that what? we we're well, we can't we don't know i think it's i don't know it's weird
0: well one of the one of the things that. That i just saw in a uh, one of hynix articles and this is his article from oh we're, we're sort of doing ufo news but we're there's no new ufo news no so yeah we have to um, we're we're gonna go back in so time we're doing again old old news uh, we're gonna the um uh, Hynek wrote well, a letter to science magazine in october 21 1966 when he felt that um the government was starting to take um UFOs seriously and this was with the um they decided to award the contract to um like the Condon committee to study the reports right um so he was very optimistic and he wrote a letter to Science Magazine uh about UFOs and um so that's that's the UFO news for this week we'll talk about but he also wrote a um which we won't talk about that much but he also wrote or he also wrote an article about the same time that science magazine is the publication of the AAAS, which is the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, and is considered the top science magazine in the United States. And uh, uh, he also wrote an article that's similar to um, the letter in science. Are you opening a beer? No,
1: no. Back in my water. It's my water bottle. It's a little. And, early. Uh, it's a little early. Yeah. Well, what time is it there? It's oh, it's for 12.
0: you, it's afternoon. Yeah, it's for me, it's twelve.
1: For... It's okay. It's afternoon in Florida.
0: not <laughs> No, nah,
1: it's even early for me. So yeah, it's only. Uh, yeah, it's early in the. Well, it's nine forty here. So whatever.
0: Okay. So he he actually wrote an article for in the uh, Saturday Evening Post, which is sort of parallels the uh, the Science Magazine letter. Uh, which we were going to talk about, but um, yeah, any, but yeah, we're we're. This is the continuing frustration that we have is that with this newer stuff, we just keep seeing uh, a repeat of the 1950s, right? And the biggest I, I went through and I looked at some of the news this morning just to to look at it. So the latest thing is uh, on the news, is um, you know, they're talking about people rehashing the nine-page report that just came out a couple weeks ago and um people or reporters or whatever talking about how it's it's acceptable to talk about ufos without being considered a crank well i think we've big, uh, i
1: think we've determined that for since, at least since we've started this last year <laughs> people people i go to many people and they just say there's got to be something out there i mean that's most that's what that's generally the response I get because I'm not afraid to be called a nut because, you know, somebody, I, there's no pedestal for me to, to pop off at work or anything. So I ask people, you know, do you believe? I mean, it all, do you, you know, people ask me that, do you believe? I, I haven't seen one. I'm just, I'm, you know, kind of researching the history as we, you know, and we're hoping that something, we're hoping we get blown up by some news by the time we get done with this thing that they've yeah. we can see yeah. one it's caught it's it's we can put your hand well i don't know if they'll let us touch it but you know this is we've got one it's a drone there's no little green man or gray in there and then you know we're but we're trying to figure out something. what's going on with it. it's probably is it a drone from the future is it has it come to skip is yeah. it in, you know is, is it from another dimension is it you know, it, there are things that, you know, they won't talk about that we think could be possibilities. Um, the drone thing, I think everybody's kind of like, yeah, oh, that's maybe, you know, but like you said, it could be, Yeah. you know, it could be just about anything. But back to uh, so, Yeah. So,
0: then, so I sent you paper. that letter. I also sent I you the we, answered the, we answered the very important question, does the CIA read Playboy too? Because I sent you that article from Playboy. I didn't uh, read the Playboy December, article. I
1: got the Heinick article. Well, it was
0: what was Perfect. funny was that was from the um, that was from the CIA archives. Well is right? Where I found that. Yeah, yeah. You can see it on the the thing I said. It's approved proof for release two thousand one four two. So, yeah, the the CIA at one point did read Playboy because Heinick wrote a big article um, that's pretty interesting on uh, around the same time. So you have these three. Articles that came out about the same time by Heineck. There's the Letter in Science, there's the um, article in the Saturday Evening Post, and there's the article in Playboy, which they pretty much cover the same topic. Um, So the Letter in Science is a little more, I think he's addressing specifically the scientific community and saying that, um, you know, there's something to UFOs and this is why there's something. to UFOs uh, and I, I find this remarkable because it's science magazine is like the top journal in the US and they the editors there were willing to publish his letter so uh, once the condom committee was I think formed and and was going to take well, was supposedly was going to take a serious look at at UFOs but in retrospect it looks like the condom committee was you know, not um, all that it was cracked up to be. So yeah, I see the. I'm just reading. I'm not really reading the play. But I just noticed the cartoon that says, "I read your
1: book, Miss Crane, and found it delightfully uninhibited." And there's a girl sitting there with her boobs. Hanging
0: oh up. yeah, that's a Playboy article. Yeah, this <laughs> I'm like, is really... oh wow,
1: where, where's this guy? What's this?
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a good article. It's a really good article. I and, probably uh, it read it. Classic. I don't
1: know. I probably classic. read it. Did, what was he? What was, did it say the, when it came out when
0: that? Uh, 1969
1: was this. I, yeah. oh, I probably, uh, my dad had Playboy just, you know, yeah, they were just laying around the house, you know, so, well, before yeah. he, before he, before he married his last wife, I don't think she really, I don't think she cared, but she had a, my stepbrother was yeah, rather this... young, and I don't know. I liked reading that, yeah, I liked, yeah, that, it, I liked reading the, wasn't. you know, the, the Playboy Advisor—that was my favorite. I like reading that. <laughs> the stories of the Playboy well,
0: Advisor. Would have you know, God, Well, I know you, from your dad's Playboy, I was introduced to the writings of Chuck <laughs> Yeager. You are Not Chuck oh, Yeager. Oh yeah. um, God. Oh, the the race car guy. What was his name? Yates. Oh yeah. Yates.
1: Yeah, yeah he did that. I the... have a bunch
0: of books by him. He did great. He wrote. A, he's the guy that wrote the articles about the. Um, uh, Cannibal run
1: yeah they did the, the gu- race also the across gumball the US. rally yeah the gum also the yeah, gumball or whatever rally. it was yeah the yeah. race
0: across the u.s where people were sitting yeah yeah uh, he used to write great articles on yeah I, I read it for the articles he um he wrote great articles on uh on car racing and cars yeah and i remember he wrote an article about how his his favorite car was the 67 impala Chevy oh really. Impala. oh really Love yeah. that car. That's a nice yeah, car.
1: That's a really great stuck. car. There's yeah, another yeah. The, yeah, it was the one stuck I read. Really... Dan Greenberg was another one. I think his name was uh, that would contribute to Playboy, and I read his articles about. I think he had a cross country article too, where they did that. That they should do that today. They should do the, the gum, gumball the, rally the, today. Well,
0: people do it. Um,
1: we don't know. Well, they it's don't probably really do happening.
0: it as a race anymore. People. Well, people do it as a. Um, to set to set the uh, record so people will they'll fix a car up with like big gas tanks a fast car and they there's been a couple of records set. i think like last year somebody did it and set a new cross-country record because their traffic was so light with um you know the covid lockdown oh really so people still do it Yeah. yeah i mean you can see there's youtube videos you can see youtube videos on it somebody did it last year and um yeah good uh, good stuff. Yeah, those are fun, fun times. Yeah, I don't uh, but, and one thing about publishing in, in Playboy is that they paid really good money. So these articles, when you got published in Playboy, the you know, I don't know what they paid, but they, they give you a good chunk of change for publishing an article. So Heineck, Heineck made out, whereas yeah. in Science magazine, they don't pay you anything yeah
1: Um, you contribute I actually have a I actually have a
0: letter published in science magazine um, really and they didn't give me a dime yeah yeah
1: oh wow so congratulations
0: yeah that's that's great ten dollars to get me a cup of coffee
1: playboy's not really around maybe you could have just you know put it into playboy
0: you know um yeah it wouldn't have fit there it was on a specific topic but yeah what was it about? yeah that would have been worth. it what was it about uh, I'm not going to say. Yeah. It's, it's science, it was political. It was oh, political it was political, letter. so we don't want to talk it's about a, that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about politics. That's yeah, crap.
1: Politics. Uh, yeah, or
0: was, it... It was the Politics of science. It was crap. It was crap. Nothing. Oh, did but they? You, oh, was
1: this after you left the university?
0: No, this was way yeah. before that. Oh, really? This was um, yeah, way before that. This was. It was just addressing a um, an article that they had written. Um, just my response to, a, a news article they had written, but it was science, politics politics. So they just published my response. It was nice. It was cool, but it's nothing. So nothing uh, exciting. Not as exciting as this letter.
1: Yeah. Heineck, so Heineck had a couple, a few things, you know, about reporting, um, in his article, we can kind of move to that. The only UFO buffs report UFOs. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. You know. And- so he, um, he he yeah uh, he he addressed the top seven critis- critiques of uh, misconceptions. He says these right. are statements which lead to uh, frequently made misstatements about UFOs, and only UFO buffs report UFOs. So yeah, and he's saying that so the, um, the, exact the exact opposite. opposite. Yep. yep. Is more nearer to the truth. And uh, it's, and he also said that uh, UFOs are reported. These are misconceptions. UFOs are reported by unreliable, unstable, and uneducated people. And he yeah. said this is, of course, true. But he says an even greater number of reliable, stable, and educated people. So, yeah,
1: that's interesting. So, UFOs, are, yeah. So then the UFOs are never reported by scientifically trained people. But that's false. Yeah, right? It's, it's,
0: that's false that's false he says there's um most coherent reports have come from scientifically trained people um says they are also usually request anonymity which is always granted he says ufos are never seen at close range i think this is the most interesting because he said he has several hundred files 100 reports which are fine brain teasers and could easily be made the subject of profitable, profitable discussion among physical and social science scientists. But the project blue book, uh, I think just automatically discounted these ones with people at close range. And I think he's I think he's being um, circumspect with this saying these the close range ones are like people seeing aliens you know the, right this is the close encounters of the third third kind which i think they the project blue book just completely um they said nope nope eh, nope um so the air force has no evidence that ufos are extraterrestrial or represent advanced technologies of any kind uh
1: we don't know so
0: <laughs> We don't, know.
1: we don't really know. No, the it's like the to
0: that. uh it's like the it's like the report that just came out. They said, Well, we're we, we're we're not saying it's aliens but uh we're what did they say? They said we're pretty sure it's <laughs> not they said we're not right. aliens. It's not aliens. And yeah. then they're they're like, Well how do you know it's not how do you know it's not aliens? Because we we're pretty sure it's not aliens. So it's like what but we're not sure. It could be still could be aliens. But yeah. So. We yeah, don't. They, we're,
1: they're not saying yes or no. That's that's the yeah, thing, right? Yeah, You do now. that
0: convoluted, convoluted. We we're we're saying it's not aliens, but we don't know. Uh, uh, and said UFO reports are generated by publicity. He says, yeah, that happens, but of course that happens when you know, people's people see a big UFO report, and then um, you know other people are start looking around at the the sky and stuff. So. Oh yeah, that makes me I'm gonna I've just booked a flight and uh actually I've booked six flights. You going um, overseas. Yeah and it's three flights one way, three flights wow. back. So it's a oh, yeah, They don't, don't have know. a non stop uh, <laughs> No no, <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, not for me. But I did upgrade it so um I have some uh, perks. So oh, that, good. that's uh that's yeah, well we'll see. Excuse me, but uh, I was thinking I was going to bring binoculars with me when I'm in the They're going to you know, see in you my people little, go, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> I'm going to, Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Looking, gonna, for you,
1: looking for flying saucers. <laughs> it's like if I see something, right? If I see yeah. something,
0: I'm going to have binoculars in my bag.
1: Are you in window seat at so, first class? Uh,
0: yeah, it might be the oh, best way. No, I'm not first class. I'm not, I didn't. I didn't upgrade that much. I just upgraded it to um, to get some of the perks, but not. Um,
1: so you get you some know. food instead I'm of not nothing. Even,
0: I'm still. In, <laughs> I, 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 on on overseas flights, they usually give you something because they don't want people passing out from hunger, yeah. or something. I don't yeah. know. I, you know, they they change they change things so much with the way flights are, and uh, I'm still in the uh, cattle class cabin yeah so but but that's that's fine but i got a i got a few i got a few perks um uh, mainly i booked it because the fares for august september were se- amazingly cheap i mean oh I just, really like, um they've already gone yeah i mean it's uh it's already gone up i mean it's uh i just saw these fares and i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can i made arrangements and i booked a flight um what do you, know how what long do you
1: I'll be in Florida in, in October, mid-October probably. Oh, well,
0: I'm here. I have are a wedding there? in October, but I'll be – oh, I'm here otherwise. So, you getting, yeah, are you getting married? Yeah, we married? talked, we talked about that. Yeah. What's that? You getting married? You're, gonna, I'm, you're getting married? Are you getting married? Is that you going to a wedding? Oh, yeah, I'm getting married. No, I have a student, former student's getting married in October in Oregon. Oh, wow, that's a big and, trip. Uh, yeah, I'm going to – I yeah I booked a hotel and then the uh, yeah this is we're really on the UFO topic here I booked a hotel <laughs> and it was supposed to it was supposed to go last year I, I booked a, um, a lakeside cabin type thing really nice looking little place and then uh, the the pandemic struck and then and the I have uh so I called I called the guy up that owns the the place it's like a a little lodge with Four or five cabins, and I said, "Yeah, you know, it's everything's been canceled, and I'd like to get a refund." He goes, "I'll put you on the list." Oh wow! I, it, he's like, He goes, "Everybody's requested refunds." He goes, "I'm out of money," and so I'm like, I'm like, okay, uh, what can we do?" And he goes, "I can get, just give you a credit." I said, "Book the wedding," so I said, "Just, just give me a credit. Just put a yeah. credit on the place." Yeah. So I was like, "Poor guy. The guy's <laughs> terrible." Yeah. It's like, oh, so I hope good, you got yeah. some got some relief from the government um and so anyway yeah travel gonna bring uh bring binoculars i might even try and um uh, do some interesting ufo related stuff while i'm there but we'll see the um, how that will work out
1: yeah that'd be cool we could be the reporter on the ground reporter on the ground
0: we'll do something do something we'll do something we'll try and hook up We'll try and hook up and I'll do, uh, we, maybe we can do this when I'm over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, um, so the were UFO reports are. Gen- Janet, did we do UFOs reported by publicity numbers? Does it's six?
0: Uh, one there, cannot- yeah, we did that. And then, and, it's, uh, it's a, it, and then UFOs have never been sighted on radar or photographed by meteor or satellite tracking cameras. Um, and this was actually, I saw this somewhere else where this was a big critique and uh it was it didn't make a lot of sense and i think it was sort of sort of uh wasn't clear so what he says is that there are oddities on the scopes or films that have remained identified Uh, it has been lightly assumed that although identify unidentified the oddities were not identifiable as conventional objects were not identify okay i don't know anyway he says that the uh, there is information on these equipments and and stuff but the thing is is there's so much pushback by the air force i mean the air force and the government has been pushing back on the pushback really hard. um and i mean the companion article that he wrote in the um saturday evening post and in the playboy article talk about later, but one of the things that that he talks about is that Project Blue Book was a captain, which is, you know, obviously not very high rank, a second officer, which is usually a lieutenant, uh, I think one or two technical people, like sergeants or something like that, and uh, so he he was just saying that the uh, Blue Book just had minimal staff.
1: You well, know, they didn't have a lot of resources, so, but really, what are you going to, unless you I mean, just they, keep they, going out and looking at what people have seen, you know, unless there's an actual crashed UFOs and aliens wandering or dead um, from the crash well, scene, you know?
0: Well, there was, yeah. I mean, well, there was a, a lot of the the main reason that the Air Force kept Project Blue Book going or Project Grudge. Are we still in? We're still in grudge. They just brought in, uh, yeah, they're the right, Rumble. yeah, it. yeah. They,
1: they still was
0: root was activated for the Korean War and yeah. uh, put in, uh, ATAC. Uh, and that's how he got involved in the, the flying saucer thing. Um, so he, um, yeah he he got into it and it's i mean the the only reason that the grudge was converted to to blue book was because of political and public pressure so the air force had to do something and they basically did the um looks like what they did is they would do the minimum of what you know in order to shut up congress and the public Say, like, oh we got people doing it so um
1: so in the 50s there, we'll go ahead shift over to the, the, uh, episode, the, the bunk, so we've we're
0: the never, rumbles.
1: Oh, we're never yeah. going to get, we're never going to the book in front of my face. So we can never gonna, we're, gonna, we're
0: never gonna get it along.
1: Yeah. It's moving along. So we're in the fifties now, June 25th, where I just, I began the episode and then on September, um, 8th,
0: 1950, the UFOs were back in the news. Um, then yeah with that the behind the flying saucers book yeah. which turned out to be a hoax i want to we'll talk about that at some point because i got the book and then true has a great debunking article on it yeah dr so, so dr g was you
1: know, they, dr. Uh, well, g. they they were the ones that had the fake had the the fake uh oil uh drilling operation that yeah um yeah. Yeah, that was phony. I think he and had a machine a, or something. Yeah, but Air
0: Force or not Air Force, but uh, military well, the, surplus the doc, parts for like a machine. Yeah, it's a war Yeah, hit it. So to uh, to to uh, find oil, he had created a machine that would find oil, which is like a classic con. Yeah, so it, it, you make the magic machine, and you get someone to invest in it the classic and then uh donald kehoe's book came out um i think it was flying saucers from outer space uh which is based on his his article which we've talked about based on the true magazine article and uh korea was going on so yeah he was called activated
1: yeah and signed to ATEC, like you said um yeah, he flew. To, he had two thousand. He was a pilot, huh? Two thousand hours of driving. He was a, he was a uh, bombardier. Bombardier. So he he wasn't really a pilot. He was just that's his flying time on the uh, yeah. bomber.
0: And he's a B twenty nine bombardier. So he's the guy that would sit in the nose. And oh yeah. Look through the Norton Norton Bob sight, and then the you know the plane the pilot would turn over turns over control of the plane to the bombardier, and the bombardier steers uses the bomb sight to steer the the bombing yeah. on target, so amazing back then. Uh, oh yeah, for yeah, oh, the the, the uh, analog. What are they? Their analog, the analog computers that they used back then were amazing. There's a, uh, at Pensacola, which is near Gulf Breeze, which we'll get to eventually. Um, there's a big battleship, there. I can't remember which one it is, and you can go and you can, you know, explore this battleship. It's on land. I think they moved it up on land.
1: A battleship that's on uh, land—that'd
0: be crazy. Yeah, they—I um, think they—they they designed it so they could get it out of the water. I don't think it's in the water anymore. I know they have a submarine that's not in the water, uh, but it for—it's a museum, so it's preserved. So it's better if it's not in the saltwater. Yeah. And uh, you go in there, and there's the um, the battleships had uh, analog computers for the guns. So I can't remember this thing had nine, um, nine, three turrets with two or three guns per turret. And then there's this room, which is actually the computer room, which has analog computers, which are gears and wheels, uh, gears and wheel computers, basically. Wow. And each one would have like, like two people that would operate this thing to target the guns and they would do the the ballistic calculations with this this these machines were just designed specifically to to do ballistic calculations and you can actually go in there and look at them but they're uh, you know they're the size of a I don't know half of a half of an average size table and you'd have two people would run it for each you know each gun each barrel of each gun and they would put in the coordinates and it would tell the the gun where to point for and how much powder that they should load and all the other stuff for firing the the cannons on the battleship and then they
1: put in in the squirrel to run on this wheel and then the wheel turned the thing Ah, i think they they had
0: electric motors to run it but i mean they're just i mean it's amazing to see these these things they're specifically designed to do these calculations and they just you know they're they're computers but they're gears and wheels and you know some electronics so it's really cool stuff they did it similar with the uh submarines they had the the um torpe- uh, I forget what it's called tdc uh for calculating the trajectory of uh torpedoes on the submarines which is also a mechanical computer electromechanical computer and not just an electrical electric computer
1: we were i uh, cool uh, remember we stuff. We visited you and when you graduated in Chicago, and we went, um,
0: yeah, Lake Superior. Are you in Superior? Is yes.
1: That, um, and we went on the submarine that was Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan.
0: Yeah, at the museum. Yeah, I yeah. guess that would make at sense. The, um,
1: Chicago. Um, yeah. What, so they just hauled this submarine there from the ocean, or were there submarines in Lake Michigan? Well, the submarine
0: was a, a U boat. That was a German U boat. Was captured. Yeah. And then they floated it in and, uh, specifically to make it a museum exhibit and they, um, uh, floated it in, drug it up on land and put it at the museum. And that was the that submarine when they captured, it was a big deal because they were able to capture the Enigma machine, which when you go to look at the museum at the submarine, uh, they have it in a case outside the, uh, the submarine, when you come in The Enigma machine, which was the code machine that the Germans used right now you say they floated it
1: in is it is from where well they
0: say they towed it in through the great lakes because you can get from the atlantic ocean all the way to the shore of of chicago by sea
1: i didn't know that i thought that it was completely cut off from the ocean so it's is that salt water it's
0: fresh it's fresh water you have to use locks but you can you can sail a ship into the great lakes
1: oh i did not know that that's a that's interesting.
0: Yeah. That's so, uh, when you live somewhere? You look little details. <laughs> you learn,
1: learn, learn, about what's going on with it. Well, my my brother was my brother was Syracuse lived in Syracuse and he had fished. He had a fish uh, camp there where he bought a place because he wanted to, you know. So he was restoring this place on the shore somewhere, but he says the only thing you can catch there are pike. I guess there's a lot of pike. Pike, yeah. It's like it's eating. You know, you, pie, they have pike here in California. They destroy the whole. You know, I know we don't want pike here. We're gonna because they eat everything. You know, all the real game. You know,
0: <laughs> well, th- this is this is the funny thing, and we're gonna way off topic here, but yeah, when I was doing my degree, my undergraduate degree in the San Francisco Bay Area, the. Ecologists and I think, like Sierra Club and all this stuff, were making a lot of noise about the water flow of fresh water into the delta, right? Yeah. And all this noise about the 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 fresh water into the delta was to preserve the pike or the sturgeon. No, it was the sturgeon. Sturgeon. which is Yeah. A, a pike. Whatever the hell it is. Sturgeon. That and that gigantic the thing. Is, thing. This, yeah, and they were introduced they were i think they might be the same i don't know i should know this but they they were introduced Those they were an introduced fish they weren't native yeah. to bay area so there's yeah, like all these ecologists and stuff. well now that now it's it's not the sturgeon anymore or the pike it's the um snail darter is the reason that they they stay to put all this water into the delta oh um, and i'm like what happened to what happened to the, the other fish I mean, they're like, we got to save this fish and blah blah blah. I mean, it's a it's a horrible predator uh, that was introduced as a game fish by some idiot years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, some crazy stuff. Now it's the now it's the snail darter.
1: Well, now they're um, putting up. They haven't done this since I think the 70s. They're actually putting in like rock so to prevent the salt water from coming in so far because uh, the water's so low here i mean we're really critical out here in california it's really bad uh,
0: yeah i don't know uh, it's um
1: it's like a dike. it's yeah. like a di- uh, they, it's like a dike to prevent so much of the water from back washing yeah i guess you could say up into the uh rivers you know you know in the delta coming well, into the delta
0: yeah i, I understand that but I, I wonder why don't they just release from hetch hetchy I, mean, that's, I don't know uh, san Frans- i'm sure san francisco's san francisco that's san francisco's water that is san francisco city is hetch hetchy it's actually part of the city so wow. um it's and they provide a, most they provide all the water for san francisco and the peninsula wow. so it's like well why don't they just uh why don't they just require the people in san francisco and the billionaires in in silicon valley and and stuff to uh conserve water and release more water to save the snail darter. I don't understand why they're not doing that. Don't what, they believe in the planet?
1: What the hell's a snail darter? <laughs>
0: Is it a fish? Is a snail? Is it a fish? It's a, it's a, it it's a, a fish? tiny little fish. <laughs> it's a tiny little fish, and um, probably eats snails.
1: Well, they got that I other thing it's where just, the it's... snails are in the all over the place that are they've fallen out. They were from Asia, and they fell off the ships there because you know they have they come all the way up the river.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the Sacramento river. The, uh, is it, it's is a it the zebra mussel, or is it something else? Yeah. It's, it's something like that. Yeah.
1: And, and now it's like taking over everything and, you know, they're never going to get rid of that. You know,
0: gonna... well, I and mean, that's, that's an ongoing problem in the, in the, in the Bay area. When I used to do, um, used to do, I took a class where we were doing field studies in the, the, um, salt marshes in the Bay. The, um, You had all these introduced species that would drive the native species up to a very high sort of niche where they could survive, otherwise they would get eaten by the other snails. So this has been an ongoing problem. I mean, there's a lot of noise. People make a lot of noise about these problems, but they never really do anything. I mean, it's like you'll never see Hetch Hetchy release enough water to make a difference because San Francisco wants their electricity and their, their drinking water for all the wealthy people on the peninsula. So, it's it's nothing will change. and But what they'll do is they'll drain Lake Folsom, like near where you are. Yeah. Um, Which they're doing. Look at the level of, compare the level at Hetch Hetchy to Folsom, and you'll see, I'll bet you you'll see a big difference. They go, oh, Hetch Hetchy, we can't do anything with Hetch Hetchy because we don't, you know, it's San Francisco's <laughs> for reservoir. Cut them off. Well, you know, Hetch, Hetch Hetchy was, uh, uh, Muir called it uh, Little Yosemite. He said he was heartbroken when they flooded it. Yeah, uh, it's essentially Hetch Hetchy is is it's as beautiful as Yosemite, except a smaller version. They maybe, should, you, maybe they, they, should, they should dam Yosemite and make turn that into a big reservoir, or be a bonus. use
1: Hetch Hetchy water to wash the sidewalks in San Francisco to make it someplace we'd really like to go again.
0: But that's another well, yeah. story. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's another. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> i'm really sorry i i, I love the <laughs> bay area but it has really become yeah um, it's something uninhabitable.
1: that's for sure yeah that's an yeah. expensive it's got it's so expensive yet so it's not a place you really want to be
0: so the um
1: you know we so, go...
0: UFOs, number seven. let's keep talking about historical crap that has nothing yeah, to do with ufo
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are turning this <laughs> off UFOs all over okay even is gonna yeah, give so... up on us at this point um so oh, india oh yeah and yeah, <laughs> you yeah. what are they talking about what are they snail talking water? about the snail darter and you know sturgeon but the uh sturgeon. A, yeah the, so they had a couple of incidents that he talks about um and if we've the dc the yeah the dc3 um... well one of the DC seems to be a I lot see, of that's... dc3s out there um so it was taking off from the airport see, sioux city iowa and they saw the large Well, that, uh, I think that object. was one of the
0: early, um, the DC-3 was the early uh, commercial jets. Yeah. So mid-continental airline. They had, you know, the older airlines had better names than they have now. Well, yeah. They're so a lot cooler back then. Mid- yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, look at DC so yeah, three.
1: The look, look what they're naming the cars these days. I mean, have you looked at the, you know.
0: Oh, it's, I don't even pay attention to that. Oh yeah, it's there's like some I I can't think of it, but much. there's some really
1: horrible car names out there now. Because they've run out
0: of all the cool names are gone. <laughs> well they, yeah, and it's a Impala. process too because they, <laughs> Yeah, they they have to make sure that the name doesn't say something weird in another language too. So yeah. they, they drum they bend over they do all these twists and turns to come up with a safe it's it has to be a safe name now. Everything's gotta be safe. So, so.
1: They, the B-36 saw the UFO and they said B- it looked like the, I'm sorry, the DC-3. Yeah. Um, it looked yeah. like the fuselage of a B-29 without wings and a well exhaust plume. Don't
0: well, and that's, things. I mean, I was saying that uh, before I'd say, well, you know, if it has, this is the one that I was saying, I think it was rocket test. But then there yeah. was that sighting. Um, in yeah, but that, it's, um, it,
1: it it followed them. It you know it, it yeah, was. Yeah, so I'm, I'm having it's to. not a I'm, rocket I'm, test. I
0: walk it back. Yeah, I'm I'm walking it back now that I've read read more stuff and look at more sort of descriptions of what's going on. So I I'll, I'm walking that back a little bit. Okay. So if it does have a, a rocket exhaust, it can still it's something. It's not it's not a military test or something because there was the one in. Uh, uh, Twin Falls Idaho which you talked about last time where there was something that it might have looked like a tic-tac but the people reported it it had an exhaust a heat and exhaust um you know like underneath it. it's like rockets or something underneath it but they could oh. feel the heat and see like flames or something like a you know a rocket thing and it was following along a river and it was definitely not anything that anyone had seen before so well, rocket the, engines, I'm, I'm going to open up on that. Say rocket engines are a UFO possibility.
1: Um, we're going to have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know, think rocket so. engine stuff? Not air-breathing rocket engines. I mean, it could be some kind of engine. But, I mean, I, really, if you think about yeah, the Lazar, uh, I mean, we're Lazar is kind of a... yeah. You know, but, but, I mean, if you think but, about he saw a UFO. Somebody who actually saw one that we had, allegedly and
0: um allegedly the
1: glow from the back i mean i know we want to say well there's a,
0: reports that, there's a lot of reports but one of the things that people do report and it, there was the um i think we're coming up on that the the there was the guy in um oh it's said widely reported when there was a sheriff that saw something land out somewhere it was a really good sighting it's been doc, well documented and he um when it took off it burned a um, patch on the ground and yeah. he felt the uh, heat from the exhaust but it was a it was a flying saucer had little people um speculation people were speculation was maybe it was an experimental lander moon lander type thing right um that he saw but you know that doesn't make a lot of sense so that was a case where it was a clear cut the guy says it was a UFO. You know, had the little, little,
1: little dome.
0: Had the little people. Had the little people, and uh, it it burned some brush and it gave off a heat sign- Gave off heat when it took off, and I think he ran and ducked down behind his police car when it took off. So, and did, that was a big, um, that was a big case.
1: Did they investigate the heat air? You know, the air that was burned and see what? You know what may have yeah
0: caused there was that. A, it was it, it was hugely. it was hugely investigated and they had like footprints like you know from the pads landing pads and there was a, a burned brush and i think the fbi was brought in and all sorts of uh, people and stuff um and the guy was considered to be a very very reliable witness and uh he's actually his wife was interviewed in the it was covered in the movie phenomenon and his wife was interviewed um but that was so i can point out three ufos including the one that looks like a b-29 without wings that have some sort of rocket exhaust so i'm, I'm walking it back and saying well you know the the fact that it has some sort of exhaust that produces heat. And a lot of people talk about heat being produced, but there's also the light issue where the the intense light. Right. So but but there are um so there are reports of whatever's flying around does produce some sort of heat exhaust.
1: Well they could have That's, I mean it look it looks like I mean you're in sixty six. It's a light. Your your mind might just be putting that heat signature on there. It doesn't look like an SR-71, you, the, you know, heat. You mean exhaust signature? You're assuming the, burning out.
0: You're assuming it's a rocket because of the heat that's giving. Yeah, off? it's giving a light. Okay.
1: You know, it's, you're assuming it's has yeah. ga- yeah. got plume that's fire because you see light. Yeah. And maybe the maybe the light is just part of because I just don't think I'm not with you on the air breathing exhaust rocket i don't know what the propellant you know that could be anything but i don't think it's i don't think for the purposes of it being extraterrestrial that it would have air breathing propulsion i just don't i'm not a fan of that theory but
0: it doesn't, it doesn't mean shit. Uh, can't that's happen that's what i'm saying is, is yeah well because of it. these two because of these two additional sightings to this one where people have reported some sort of exhaust and one of them the the twins twin falls one looked like a seemed to be it might have been tic-tac shape right and the other one that this this uh i can't remember his his name starts with a v there's no index in this book um he he um he reported that it actually burned he felt the heat and it burned a bush I don't know if that's an actual rocket exhaust, but there is, you know, it suggests that it might be. Let me see if I can find his name. Since I'm not Sounds a little it.
1: bit like that could be more of an experiment. What year was that? Did we determine? Is that still in the 50s or uh, did you get was the about, 60s? that?
0: That was in the 60s. That so it could the 60s, have been, I mean, it could uh, have been
1: experimental something by us. But he saw well, aliens that's people or were,
0: it was... Uh, the, he said he saw a couple little guys in, like, white coverall, or something. I mean, I'd have to... I can't remember... They were in lab uh, yeah. <laughs> a lab coat? Yeah.
1: A lab coat? Yeah, they
0: were in lab coats. But they, they were saying that it was a... Uh, um, you know, a... Um, that it might have been, like, a Moonlander. You know that Moonlander? Yeah. the Yeah, one that, the Lunar. Uh, Armstrong, yeah. yeah. Armstrong had to... Uh, Eject from when he was training.
1: Oh yeah, that weird one. Yeah, that weird.
0: Looks like a spider. And he's got he's Armstrong was training in it, and it uh, it got out of control, and he did an eject on that. Yeah, it's a it's it's famous footage. Um, There's a great interview of the engineer that that was in charge of that craft, and uh, he says that that what happened with Armstrong, he says it was his fault. Because the, he wasn't there that day, and the guy that he uh, trained wasn't trained well enough. Because the, the, the jets, so the, the craft has a, this Moonlander thing has a uh, jet engine in the middle to give it upward thrust. Yeah. And it has, um, has the uh, thrusters positioned around the side, just like on the regular Moonlander. And they, I think, use um, nitrogen gas to provide thrust for moving back and forth and stabilizing. He said the guy wasn't trained well enough, and he let the um, nitrogen tanks get too low. So, how's it so Armstrong's fault? Arms, yeah. So he says the reason that Armstrong—he's the the chief engineer. He said it was—he's I listened to an interview. It was recent. And he said um, he says yeah, it was my fault because I didn't train the guy to. Um, Keep close enough eye on the levels of these nitrogen tanks because they monitor the craft while he's doing his training exercise, and uh, he let one of the tanks get too low, and then Armstrong couldn't control it because he had no um, thruster control, and had to eject. One thing I always so, but that well,
1: one thing I always muse about <laughs> about old military training exercises how stupid their mistakes are. <laughs> it's like oh, they're oh, stupid. Yeah, well, stupid. they don't think they don't think beyond their own nose. It's like uh, anybody ever think that maybe we should have these tanks full? You know, it's uh, oh, they had to have that guy tell this guy, yeah, oh, make sure it doesn't get low. But nobody thought. Oh, nobody told me how to do it. Well, it's kind of like employees. You know, well, they didn't tell me exactly how to. you you didn't think to you know that the tank might be a problem if these tanks get low. Nobody,
0: nobody told well, me I, that. We told me that's a problem. It's, it's, it's the, it's the. I don't know. It's, it's the. I don't know. It's a military. Well, that yeah. guy was a NASA. These are <laughs> NASA engineers. <laughs> yes but when I was in the military, I was on a, I was in charge of the, uh, um, electronic components for the missile system, the the modules. So I yeah. was the module monitor. So when the techs needed a new module that was going bad on systems, they would come to me and they'd pull the. They say I need this module and I pull the module from my van and I give them the module and they would give me the old module and I tag it and then you know I take the old module to um, you know the the guys that would test it and repair them and the uh, so a missile shoot that I was on I basically I shut down the missile shoot because uh, the tech kept coming to me and pulling saying asking for the same module and I gave him all three modules to replace he kept replacing the same part Yeah. and then you know i don't have any more modules so i take the the modules to the uh the guy that tests them and the guy tests all the modules the modules are good and so the tech kept coming and asking me for modules i said i've given you all the modules and these are the same modules and they're good and he's like okay and he walks away and that was it for the this this missile shoot that was you know these <laughs> That was supposed to be out there and shoot a bunch of missiles at drones and all this stuff. They fired one missile, and then they couldn't fix the system.
1: It was something other than the module, then some other problem.
0: Yeah, and I asked, I asked about this, and, and uh, one of the guys goes, "Well, you know, the techs are trained to they look in the book, so they yeah. got a big book. Yeah, and the book says if if this happens and this happens, you change this module. Yeah, so yeah. they kept changing the module, and the same thing kept happening. You no." Know
1: so, I've seen I've seen that book. It's got like arrows and it points. Okay, if this works, and
0: if it doesn't oh yeah, then you seen, go this, yeah. yeah,
1: then you go you go yeah, to that it's other. It's a standard arrow. sort of Yes, no, go yeah. this. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's stupid. And I'm like, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. We're you know, we spent um you know, a month setting the thing up and then you're out there for you know, another two weeks and it's like after the first missile fires, it's like, Okay, we're done. So, all right, cuz we can't fix we can't fix our own equipment cuz we're too dumb. So that's crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, they so, have the sa- the I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I, but they just they couldn't fix it because the book said you had to do X, Y, and Z and and that wasn't working, so everything was over. So
1: It's the same book that AT&T customer service uses.
0: Go oh, yeah. here, go
1: there. <laughs> check this, check that. Oh yeah yeah and we have oh to do it at home. and then we're checking it at home which makes make it even better yeah friends at home did yeah. you do this it's Did the you turn same, it off? At the
0: same book did they try turning yeah. it off and, and turning looking... it on again?
1: <laughs> turn it off and turn it on uh, like if that will be fine <laughs> you just it has to reboot <laughs> so i was having grinding. a
0: problem with my, my phone <laughs> uh, years ago i was having a problem with my phone this is an early cell phone so it's like 10 years or more ago and uh i couldn't i couldn't call overseas i couldn't receive calls or make calls when i was overseas or something and so i called customer service and i'm like And of course they're sending it as somebody that can't do anything and they kept telling me to do the same crap over and over again i said finally i just went okay i've done all this i goes, he goes well you have to do it again i said no please <laughs> please give me somebody that can help me and he goes oh well, we'll, we'll i'll take you through this all like i said no please listen to me i said give me somebody that can help me and he goes okay hang on and it and the guy that i've been talking to you could tell was in a big call center because you could hear all this background hubba yeah and uh then i get this guy on he goes like hello and i go yeah i'm trying to make calls uh, overseas with my phone and and or receive calls and and it's not working can you fix it for me and he goes okay I said, "Yeah, okay." Um, what? What do I do? He goes, Oh, he goes. It's fixed." He goes, "It's fixed." I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, it's done. I fixed it."
1: <laughs> oh,
0: okay. And it was fixed. <laughs> it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Yeah,
1: okay, when it clicked, this it little this, box it was like up, oh, quiet.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> goes, "Okay, it's done. It's fixed." Yeah. It's like, Magic. So the
1: other guy couldn't do it. Just keep turning it off, turn it on, do this, hold your right oh, yeah. hand. yeah. It was up.
0: like you through all, all this stuff yeah. and then you know just puts me this other guy that's probably sitting in a bunker in the middle of a mountain one butt fixed so
1: so jumping back we got we're winding it down now so if we're jumping back to where are we chapter 7
0: um so uh, we're chapter so um the light so magazine we arguing comes rockets, out. it's rocking rocking about rocket exhaust yeah. the so light we... magazine what talk we can mention yeah. life magazine well, that, that we haven't read stirred
1: everything that stirred everything back up we can come back to it at a later episode but
0: yeah we'll um, talk i need to read it. i want to read specifically, it specifically have it
1: but it, it it re-energized people that weren't energized before about the ufo topic or the flying saucer topic correct is that what happened there
0: well yeah and the life magazine was specifically they were asking uh what the current status of project grudge was and um
1: that's where they went to all yeah. the file. They <laughs> went to them. They went through all their file all right. cabinets. They tried to find answers for all yeah, these things. And they're like,
0: you know, and and then they. Uh, what did he say here? He says. Uh, he says bedlam in the raw. He says he wants to so another wire from Washington. Fine, Mr. Bob Gina of Life is leaving for Dayton, and that's where the Wright Patterson is. Yes, to, that's, to go you, to Project hey, book yes. He wants to check some reports. And then it goes bedlam in the raw. Yeah um so life magazine was was doing a feature a feature story this is 1952 that this story came out and uh public information office so that so anyway and that sort of really brought out I think this life magazine brought out uh, I mean there's a lot of articles coming out there was the the look articles which were debunking and the life magazine had the title of have we visitors from space and just looking at it glancing at it recently they have all these they're giving uh incidents actually we should probably talk about this next time these if incidents and these evaluations of these incidents through that see what see, well then this is they where they tried say. they
1: had the air force representative there and he was every time they asked a question he went to a file cabinet and many times came back that's classified
0: yeah i had to run out of the room or something and, yeah. and...
1: look for it yeah,
0: yeah. i'm sorry it's classified. They were, they, i would
1: not yeah. call that not prepared yeah, it was like every actually time. for the interview
0: um no yeah. they didn't have a clue they didn't have a clue um so
1: then um our, our hero rupelt oh. is moving along and
0: he's got another Ruppelt? yeah he's got another pal well, this is, uh, yeah this is rupelt just happened to
1: well, he's he's texting for what Rupel's doing right yeah. now is his job is he to let see job. the job and but the apparently MiG, the guy that was he evaluated the migs is what his job was to see performance and you know so we can that get was a big deal
0: for korean war because remember if you read um um so you know you know why they started the top gun program in the air force
1: we were getting because we were getting our ass kicked in dog
0: fights, and dog fights in in korea the yeah. um, our pilots were just getting hammered by the uh, russian pilots uh, in the migs and uh so they started the the um the dog fight. so rupelt's job was to evaluate the the uh, capabilities of the mig fighters um that were kicking our butts in in korea and um so they so, and then he got shifted over
1: yeah, yeah. he was at a tech and he got shifted and then he got a new pal his name was lieutenant cummings who was actually more of a now, ufo I, guy
0: go ahead. yeah and he, he was he apparently was uh on all these guys were just called up um because of the korean war so they they were doing their whatever duration they're basically draft redrafted they were in civilian lives and they were redrafted back into the military and so right. cummings like i mean i think like rupel and cummings they they don't have a lifelong investment in or a career with the air force they're just there for the duration of the whatever their draft status was
1: all right well let's so go cummings,
0: ahead and- Cummings
1: yeah we got to wrap up we-
0: we're, we, our, we're in we're time. We got we You're got right. three more pages. To cover, I know. You would,
1: yeah. Right? Well, that's, that, we can, that's okay. We can cover the end on the next episode. And pick it up
0: where we yeah, left off. Yeah, cover the end, and we'll hit the. We'll look at the life. I want to look at the Life, at the life magazine article.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so uh, which, which, yeah, yeah. Which I, I thought I'd read. I hadn't. Yeah. Okay.
1: Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, and requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter at alienprobepod, and see us on YouTube. And thanks very much because we're having a huge response there and on Facebook. So uh, check us out. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Thank you, Dr. Bill, for joining us. I appreciate it. All right. talk to
0: you. UFOs can have rockets. UFOs can have rockets. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ha ha ha.